Rogers plays game number six. The Evans Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks coming up. Bob Stoffer with you on the City Ford face-off show. We're just trying to, uh, uh, we're going to do a bit of a uh, tag team routine here. And this, this is going to be fun for me. Uh, we are joined by my wife's favorite player from the uh, Oilers dynasty year. Yes, indeed, Pat Hughes. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say it was me. No, it was not you, Charlie. You were my, well, I, you're one of my favorite players, but we've got uh, Pat Hughes and Charlie Huddy here. Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers now. We're all over the map with this one. Uh, my uh, mother-in-law, Sheila McCaskill, worked for the Oilers for 25 years, Pat, so for whatever reason, uh, I tell my wife this often, she married the Pat Hughes of Edmonton Sportscasters as well. <laughs> Did she get my flowers? <laughs> yeah, her condolences right after the marriage. Uh, uh, Charlie Huddy, current assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and Pat, the last time we talked to you, I think you were just on the verge of retiring after being a sheriff in Michigan uh, for a number of years, so that uh, must have been a pretty cool job, but uh, guys, first of all, back in Ice District, Charlie, you've been here a bunch of the Winnipeg Jets, but uh, here we we are second round of uh, the playoffs and you're part of the Oilers VIP alumni night you get to be an Oiler again at least for a day how, how cool is that for you yeah it's awesome uh, I was excited when Barry Stafford called me and uh, asked me to uh, to be involved it's always hard when I'm still working in the NHL and assistant coach with Winnipeg but uh, still I spent a lot of time here in Edmonton and uh, had a lot of had a lot of great memories that uh, to look back at on five in particular as I arrive yeah five really oh, good that's all, yeah. Yeah, five Stanley Cups Pat you won a couple no you're part of the 84 85 teams and uh, you came during the 81 uh, 80 81 year and, and you were with the Montreal Canadiens organization which uh, you know that was uh, that was the, the the standard for everybody else around the league and then lo and behold you know you come in 80 81 and I'm just trying to think like uh, 88 well 81 was that not the year of the big uh, the big upset for the Montreal Canadians three straight for the uh, yeah Montreal I, 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 I think Lee Fogland got hurt that year and I was playing down in uh, down in Wichita and right. I, got, I got called up to Montreal to watch uh, watch both the games yeah. and Andy Moog was pretty good Andy right? Moog was good yeah yeah so was Wayne Gretzky at five points <laughs> yeah in the there opening was another game. guy right <laughs> Pat how uh, what's it like for you to come back and be a part we had we talked to you last year when we were part closing off Rexall place and uh, you know farewell to Rexall but you're here in Rogers place what what's this like for you yeah no this is exciting Bob I, you know uh, when Barry called and said hey you want to come out uh, Game six, I was I was all in, and uh, we didn't get a chance last year when we were closing Rexall to come over here and look at this uh, new facility. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I'm just happy to be a part of now, it. Now you guys, it's interesting because uh, you know timing's everything, and you guys both played on an Oilers team in 1982. That was part of a uh, you know a, a, a tragic uh, debacle really in game number three against LA, uh, but it was an incredible learning experience as well, and. Uh, and I'm going to ask both of you, Jason, and we'll start with you, Pat. Just, you know, how do you think that that experience in 1982, losing to L.A., people forget it was in Game 3. Guys actually came back and won Game 4 in L.A., but there are huge expectations. You guys have taken a quantum leap forward that year during the regular season. Grant Feard come in, really solidified himself as a number one NHL goaltender. What do you remember about that game particularly against L.A.? And is it one that you try to forget right away, or... How do you how do you deal with that sort of situation? Well, in the, in the playoffs, I think you have to have a short memory so that you can uh, put it behind you and, and move on to the next game. Having said that, you know that stung. Uh, we were all in shock, and that stayed with us for a long, long time. But it was such an important lesson for the whole organization that you just can't let anything, um, you know, take for granted. And you think a five nothing lead going into the third was uh, pretty solid, but didn't turn out that way Charlie you're now a coach are yeah. lessons like that some of the best ones for uh, players yeah, yeah you know what they are they they definitely are for sure they're hard to uh, like Patty said they they sting for a while but it's uh, 
it's all part of the learning experience of uh, playing in the NHL, right? Anybody can meet anybody on a given night, no matter what the score is or how, how the game looks. It, uh, it can turn in a hurry. And, um, you know, you, 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 it's easy to say just get it out of your mind, put it in the back of it. But once that, once that next, game, next game gets going and you get into it and there's a little bit of a, a hiccup in it or something, you're thinking back to that game that just happened the night before or the day before, you know. And so you got to get it out of your mind quick. It's... Uh, it's not like regular season where you got 60 more games to go, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, 1983 guys end up in the Stanley Cup final, and you actually had a fairly easy run through the Western Conference, but then you met the New York Islanders who had gone for, they were going for the fourth consecutive championship. What I remember about that is there were some learning lessons there too, just, and it, part of it was gamesmanship and the fact, Pat, we'll start with you on this one. I mean, it just seemed like the Islanders, they had an older, more experienced, poised team. I think they got a couple more calls. I think there's a respect factor that takes place with the officials. And you guys kind of had to earn your keep in the eyes of the hockey establishment, which includes officials at the time. Am, am I reading too much, or do you think there was something to that? No, I, you know, I think with a young upstart team as we were um, that year, you know, we still had a ways to go. We had a lot of things to learn and a lot of things to learn as a team on the ice but and how to deal with the officials and everything else. Um, I don't know that we... We uh, really relied on the officials too much. We tried to make sure that, you know, we'd play above the officials. We right. say that all the time, but, you know, sometimes we may have pushed a little bit far and not got the calls we were we were hoping that we're going to be there. We're joined by two-time Stanley Cup champion Pat Hughes, five-time Stanley Cup champion Charlie Huddy, Bob Stoffer with you. Charlie and Pat are the VIP alumni tonight. And, Charlie, your team, the Winnipeg Jets, did you not just recently have a playoff series with Anaheim? Uh, they have a veteran team. They've they've played a lot of playoff games over the last several years. And did you personally maybe witness some of the growing pains that we're seeing with Edmonton right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, you know what? There's no doubt about it. I remember, um, you know, going through that series, we ended up losing four straight. But I think all, all those games, we had the lead in all those games. And then all of a sudden, the big boys and the guys that had been through playoffs, a number of, a number of playoff games started to uh, put their experience to work. And they ended up taking over and the next thing you know it was 3-2 for Anaheim and we were you know the game was over and we had lost but um, <clears throat> I think the experience you know I was talking to Jim Matheson to go you know what's playoff experience well it's the, it's hard to explain what it is you know like it, it's right. just experience right it's just having the number of games I've always said that one playoff games like two or three regular season games by the time you get into it, the intensity and the pressure and everything that mounts into that whole game the being able to handle the the, the different situations that you end up going through but um there's no, nothing beats experience right you know you just uh, and you talked about it with patty about us playing against the islanders they had lots of experience their veterans were there they knew how to handle the referees they would be over there massaging the referees and we'd be on the other side yelling and screaming at them and it didn't work out the way it should. I, I, Ryan Getzlaff has been brilliant in this series. He's got five goals and ten points. Yeah. And in game number uh, three here, he had two goals and four points, and he was dominant. He got a lot away with a lot early in the series. And I'm, I'm just going to skip forward here, specific to Mark Messier, 1990, game four in Chicago. I thought that was the best game I ever saw Messier play. Two goals, both on breakaways, a couple of assists. Uh, he got a cheap shot in on Dirk Graham, uh, elbowed him right in the Pretty head. Bad. Remember that? I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to me, I mean, Getzlaff is almost like the modern, I mean, even to the point yeah. that he's bald. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. But he's a super intimidating guy. Uh, you were with Mark on those teams, and, of course, he helped uh, 1984, helped you guys win the Cup of the Smythe Trophy. Was it his evolution of a player? 
because you had Gretzky already, but was it Messier moving into the middle that maybe changed the dynamic because it occurred during that season yeah. that helped elevate you guys and give you that counterbalance to beat the Islanders in 84? Yeah, there's there's no question about that. That um, We all know the kind of player that Mess was and what he brought to the game every night. And like you said, just give us another element of something for the other team to have to worry about. And the, the, the way he went out on the ice and the the little things that he did and the way he could go out there and just take fully charge of a of a shift and then just continue it on and guys would follow along and it was uh, I mean it was huge for us obviously. Oilers VIP alumni in the house Charlie Huddy five-time Stanley Cup champion Pat Hughes you won two you were part of the whack-a-mole offense you got to have support scoring and you did that during your career in fact you had a five-goal game once as an Edmonton Oilers scored two of the quickest shorthanded goals in Oilers history as well come playoff time though I mean that's part of the equation you got to have scoring coming from multiple sources don't you well the game changes in the playoffs you know the intensity level uh, ratchets up like Charlie says and uh, you know there's the pressure and everybody just plays at a higher level and you you know those scoring lines sometimes uh, the opposition has an opportunity to shut them down so if you're gonna get scoring you're gonna rely on everybody to not only score goals or chip in but keep them out too. I mean, even even in our best games, when we'd win close games, maybe our top lines weren't scoring, but they were certainly playing the great defensive style of game they needed to play for us to be successful in the playoffs. At what point, Pat, did you know you'd vanquished the Islanders in '84? Was there was there because I was in the building in Game Three and Game Four, and you guys kicked them pretty good in both those games, lit them up. Game Five was a little closer, but was there a certain like was it when Lumley put that empty netter in at the end of the game? You're like, <laughs> now we got it for sure. Or did yeah. it, was there a point earlier in the in the series where you thought, damn it, we're better than these guys? Well, I think it goes back the year prior, and and uh, many of you know the players on that team had mentioned it. We saw after the Islanders beat us four straight, what kind of sacrifice it took from from those guys, and how tired they were and beat up um, after beating us uh, in the playoffs the year before. The following year, when we beat them, we weren't given you know we weren't given up until the last uh, minute because you you couldn't tell with those guys. They are such a great dynasty with such great players that anything could happen. But it was nice position to be in with a couple of uh, games ahead. Game one. One nothing, big in McClellan. McClellan. McClellan scoring the goal. Yeah, and that's what you talked about with Patty is that your fourth line's got to do something just like that. What they did, and right. uh, I, I, I'm sure I remember talking to Wayne one one time, and you, you might know better. And I, I'm sure he said that it's hard to win a Stanley Cup if you don't have a good third and fourth line. He said you get you can have two great lines with old yeah. like we had, and but if you don't have a third and fourth line, it's hard to win a Stanley Cup. Those guys are, you know, like Kevin McClellan's a perfect example. Win that game one nothing. You know the other guys didn't didn't get anything going, and, and like I said, they didn't cause us. They didn't. They were good in their own end, just didn't couldn't get anything going on the other end. But you have to have those guys to be able to win. I'm convinced. 1985, though, I mean, you lit Philly up in that final game. I mean, it really was like a time warp. I mean, the Flyers still were kind of living off their Broad Street bully days and yeah. tried to play it tough. And even at the end of the game in Game Five, it got a little nasty. But you smoked them. Like it was like. You were the team of the 90s, and they were the team of the 70s, Charlie. And it helps when you got a guy uh, that you're paired with on defense that at any time could just completely take a game over from Paul Goff. Yeah, yeah, there's no question about it. And, I mean, we were fortunate, I think, the teams that we did have here, there was always that kind of guy, right? You just yeah. kind of... <laughs> here, well, more, 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 Yeah, more than that one kind of guy. There, <laughs> there was, was a whole, six of them. There was a whole bunch of those kind of guys, right? But, uh, like you said, you could, he, you know, Goff could get that thing and just turn it up ice and away you go. And, 
and make and make things happen and good chance it was going to end up in the back of the net. Pat, you did some of the, one, you know, you, you sort of fought the middleweights once in a while. You know what I remember about 85 is Dave Semenko had a bad back and Ben Wilson, and Ben Wilson was big-time tough. He's a little bit crazy, but he was big-time tough. He had a good left hand, but Donnie Jackson back at Edmonton, you know, there's your number six defenseman stepping up and fighting him, and, and that was all part of it because your team, as good as they were offensively, they're also amongst the toughest teams in the league as well. You, you look back to the Flyers and you mentioned them in their heyday, and it, not too many people know this, but the Montreal Canadiens went in after they had won the two uh, Stanley Cups in a row. Montreal went in there with their tough guys in the in the uh, preseason and had a brawl, and that was the end of the Philadelphia Flyers and their Broad Street bully type of uh, game. That changed, but the one thing the Montreal Canadiens uh, did, they were a tough team. They had all the great, you know, flying Frenchmen and great offensive skills, but you want to play a tough game, they could do it. Credit Slats, I mean, he, he spent his time there. He, he was paying attention. <laughs> yeah. Our team had had just the same toughness, and we, we love to play the wide-open offensive-style game, but when push came to shove and we had it uh, stirred up, we had some bodies that would step forward. Larry Robinson tells that story. Shanahan was up. Uh, Glenn Goldup was up for that game, and they went into the Spectrum. They had a back-to-back -back and scheduled the second preseason game in the Spectrum. He said, we dressed <laughs> the 12 toughest guys in our organization just threw out. That's awesome. Uh, we're joined by Oilers alumni Charlie Huddy, current assistant coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and Pat Hughes. Charlie, we know you're, uh, you know, the job you're doing with Winnipeg, you guys got screwed a bit this year. Uh, injuries certainly played a factor, and you lost uh, one of your top two defensemen for basically 65 games this year, Tyler Myers. Um, and I think that affected yep. what, what you guys could do. And, uh, you, you, you know, you ended up, uh, what's-his-face, returned late after being a bit of a contract situation, which helped out Jacob Truba. Mm -hmm. The Oilers beat you guys three times this year. You got a chance to see Connor McDavid. Give me your thoughts on what we're looking at here. I mean, how special of a guy is he? To, what's it like to yeah, prepare for him yeah. and coach against him? And yeah. you know, what you know, you've, you've been involved in the game now for the last 40 plus years. What are yeah, your thoughts? There, there, I mean, there's no question he's a special player. I don't think uh, I don't think you've seen guys skate like that and be able to take off as quick as he can and just leave guys behind. And, and it's a powerful stride. He's a hard guy to to get a handle on for defense. You you. you you just keep ending, you know, you keep backing in, right? And you just hope that you can get a stick on that puck, so or, or try to get in the way that he can't get to the net on you. But um, and he's, I mean, the skill that he has to be able to make plays in the passes that he had, the goal in Anaheim, batting it out of the air, putting it in the back of the net. I mean, and little things like that. He's just, an, he's an all-around player, and I can't imagine what he's going to be like going through this playoff series, and if they move forward from here, the experience that he's going to get, and then. You know, two or three years down the road, what he's, uh, what kind of player he's going to look like, it's going to be pretty special. Quick update: Nashville has wrapped it up against St. Louis. Kelly Yarncroke an empty net goal, three-one with a minute left in the third period. So the uh, Preds are going to be hosting, the, or not hosting, but they'll be uh, in the Western Final. Uh, Pat, you uh, went from being a, a goal scorer, who fought once in a while and uh, had a pretty good NHL career, to dealing with far more serious matters in life. Now, tell how does how does a hockey player end up becoming a sheriff? Well, Bob, thanks for the goal score tab. I think that might be how many a how many goals stretch. did you score in your career? That might at be at least 125, well, right? Yeah, at least yeah. Oh, well, that's 125 more uh, than I that I scored. Right, so well, in my you. world, you're a goal scorer. Yeah. I don't know. I, I probably as a kid, I watched too much uh, TV and watched too many uh, police shows. But uh, now I, I had some friends in the business. A uh, good friend here, uh, Ray Whitney's dad, Floyd, was. Right. Uh, Long-time Edmonton uh, cop, and uh, just something I'd always wanted to do. 
It's a, it's a change of pace, though. So it's, how long were you uh, in the first I worked there 20 years. 20 in, years? In Ann Arbor. Yeah. And you, you know, Ann Arbor's a sleepy little college town, you think, but, you know. Don't ever tell Bo Schembechler it, that. It, it, <laughs> it's the United States of America, and there's a lot of things going on. And, yeah. You know, the college kids uh, add an element to it, but there's a lot of other things going on in the country that, uh, you know, you got to be aware of. Yeah, so. see, my dad told me, Charlie, growing up, he says, if you can't settle with your fists, <laughs> Shut up. Right? Yeah. A little bit different than the States. Yeah, where yeah. a little there's different down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, final question for both of you. You're here tonight. You're part of the VIP uh, alumni experience. It's Obviously, it's great to be in the house. I know uh, Wayne Gretzky will be around, and Kevin's around, and uh, Kevin and Barry Stafford have worked hard uh, for this. And do you feel like once an Oiler is always an Oiler after the last couple of years' worth of events? And we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. Well, I sure, I sure do. It's an honor to be, uh, you know, with my short uh, little stint here to, to come back and see guys like Charlie. I, we just saw Davey Hunter in the in the house, and uh, we'll see Wayne and Kevin later. You know, to, just to be included is, is a great deal. And, you know, like they said a couple of years ago, once an Oiler, always an Oiler. And, I've always felt that this is a great team to be a part of. Charlie, you were on the uh, defense in the alumni game. I had to chuckle when they were announcing the Oilers players. <laughs> 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 Hall of Famer, the, the second highest scoring defenseman in NHL. Like, that's who they opened up with, was your old defense partner there. Then yeah, they finished yeah. off with Wayne. You realized, yeah. holy crap, that's a pretty good team. Yeah. But but you're also a Jet, so split split allegiances, but it's got to be cool to be back here tonight. Yeah, you know what, It's it, it always is, and I think it would be for any other any other guy in my position that uh, when you can come back here, I spent 10 years playing and whatever it was, nine years coaching here. Five so cups. And, yeah. And there's there's always something special here, and the people around here are, are awesome people. Uh, the whole organization is just, they, they treat you well, and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to come back, and I'm fortunate to be able to spend some time here. Our guests have been five-time Stanley Cup champion Charlie Huddy, who was part of the Oilers uh, coaching staff when they went to the final in 06 as well, and two-time Stanley Cup champion and my wife's favorite player from the Oilers' <laughs> glory Bad Hughes. I'm Bob Stoffer. We'll take a timeout. City Ford Faceoff Show will continue.